Hello and welcome to episode three of Fish Across the Ponds, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me again this week, the three amigos, we've got Lee Dobbs, Dan Healy, Rob Newell. How are we doing, guys? Uh, hi, I'm good. Guys, how you doing? Excellent. I'm good. I'm good as well. Uh, this is coming through loud and clear. Thumbs up, guys. Yeah, we can hear you this week, Pete. It's good. <laughs> All good, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I think thank, thanks firstly to all the listeners for, for week one. Uh, we, we got into or past the 30, the 30 mark. So for episode one, I think that's brilliant. It's good, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll encourage all, uh, all guys to return and enjoy an improved sound quality this week. So uh, we'll look forward to getting feedback on that. Uh, so... Guys, thanks for joining me again. Uh, we'll look to continue this. Uh, we're week two uh, of, of the podcast, but in effect, week one of the season. So first impressions, I suppose, as they say, you never get a second chance to make a great first impression. But um, what are our first thoughts, guys? Um, let's, start, let's start with the ballpark. Uh, new look. Uh, the, the, the statue's gone. Uh, the sculpture, sorry, the sculpture's gone. We've got a new That's deck. A um, what are we thinking? First thoughts? Like it? Well, first impressions on the the ballpark is you can't get a better first impression in my opinion. I think it, it it's such an improvement to uh, the awful colours and the acid trip we had in the middle of the uh, park there, the sculpture and um, the uniforms, the ballpark. The, the, I think it's. That, that's. I'm hoping that's not going to be our highlight of the season, but <laughs> it almost think well, it's not a disappointment if it is because it, it, it's it's about as good as you could have done, really, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and good. The, I, I like it too. The feedback from the fans that were there said how much better it was, and you only need to look at a picture of the ballpark last season and this season, yeah. and even just yeah. the colours. Um, yeah. It just looks so nice. The ivy on the wall there, and it, it, yeah, it looks like a place that you you want to go. That that kind of the, that uh, stand at the back there, the Auto Nation. I've I've forgotten what it's called, but it it looked like a place that you want to stand there, have a beer, watch the game, yeah. enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, it looks so much better. Yeah. So yeah. the first impressions, yeah, they're definitely positive. Like saying the color scheme. It's definitely a lot better. So no, it's not so like in your face and loud. I saying the just the views, and when the roof, you know, the roof is open. Hopefully, mm. hopefully, it is open more often now. You know, yeah, it looks just just perfect when the roof's open. Nice, nice day. So one thing, the, the do you hear that that band that was playing? I'm not yeah. sure if everyone. No, no, that, that that sounded a bit a bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. it was quite, yeah, it was good. Yeah, but you I can was imagine flashbacks. Yeah, you can imagine if you had all the, you know, the the crowd starts to build, they all buy into this and they're watching it at the moment on TV and they think, oh, this is going to be a really, really good time now. Not before like last season where you'd go there and it could be a really depressing game um, where you've got good atmosphere, you've got a band, you've got some good food. It's we just got to get the fans in now. And that's what I'm going to hope yeah. to see that attendance start to build. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it looked like uh, I think the attendance on opening day, about 25,000 was reported. Yeah. Uh, which was actually a little bit down on last year, but the, the, my understanding is actually that it was 25,000, give or take, Marlins fans this year, whereas last year it was just packed full of Cubs. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think I, I agree, guys, with, with all of you. It, it's looking clean. It's looking slick. Uh, I, I like the band playing. You know, I've, got, I've got a bit of, uh, it seems to remind me of the South African World Cup when you had them <laughs> Vuvuzelas going off. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> it's bringing them to mind. So, yeah, good, you know, good first impressions. You're right. Those some of the pictures knocking around on Twitter. Obviously, we're all, we're four UK-based fans. None of us yet have been to Marlins Park this year. Uh, but the pictures shared looked incredible, I thought. It looked absolutely awesome. Um, so, you know, Marlins, if you want four UK guys to fly out there, you know, we're happy for complimentary flights and tickets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no problem. We can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, the next thing other, you know, that we've had first look on or first, you know, touch upon this quickly is the jerseys, which again, I have the viewpoint of look good, play good. Um, what about what are our thoughts there? We've obviously seen the white and and the black in in the first series. So what are we thinking? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what um, Miami sports franchises sports franchises do very well, and that's they know how to make a uniform or make a jersey because um, mm-hmm. they absolutely smashed it out of the park. It's uh, all of them. I love absolutely all of them. I think they're, they're brilliant. The black on black, if I had to choose my favourite, um, the white just looks so clean. Uh, the blue ones, uh, uh, that electric blue. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to use that apart from spring training. I'm not sure. But um, that would be a shame if they don't because that was great. And then I think the grey one we haven't seen yet. But, um, yeah, um, just when you look at what we had last year, the colours, um, how much cleaner the logo looks, just the whole marketing across the board there when obviously seeing it replicated in the park, the, the big M, you know, with the LED lights and stuff, it just... It, it, from what we had to what it is now, you know, they, they couldn't have done a better job, I think. And when you see an improvement like that, it almost makes you like sucked into the fact that, yeah, well, that, that's the bit that we can control is, is we have control. Now, now let's get the, get the players and the farm and, and all of that is going to come with it. And if that happens, then it's, it's exciting. So I think hats off to them. I think they've done a great, great job. Yeah. Awesome. I, I agree. What's what's your favourite looking like uh, thus far, Rob? You you still there? Yeah. Um. So it, I is interesting because at the start of the season or or last season, many of the fans just saying, "Bring back teal, bring back teal, uh, mm, bring yeah. back the pinstripes," mm-hmm. and I was kind of on that side. Um. But now after seeing you know the the, the new unis and all the rest of it, they just look amazing. Really, yeah. really do. Um, uh, I know there's been some complaints about, you know, they can't see the the names and numbers on the back of the black shirt, but it does look really, really good. Uh, and it's just that little bit of the Miami blue and uh, I think it's something like something else red, uh, uh, Alicante red or something. Um, <laughs> Caliente. Caliente, yeah. That, it sounds like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it looks just smart it's really subtle but it's really good and the logo yeah uh it, that, that as you you know if we could actually get hold of these in the uk i would <laughs> with them now it's it's good i don't know which one i prefer um maybe the miami blue 
yeah mm. i've got some i've got some decisions to make when the when we can finally get them in the mlb europe shop yes yeah i i like the the name of the blue i think either the color or the style or something on the on the the main shop is blue thunder which i think sounds apt and i think actually that name and with that jersey on alfaro sounds ideal like i can just see that happening <laughs> um yeah cool what about I, I i was looking the only feedback i i i've got a black one on on route so i'm looking forward to getting it the the only feedback really on that was uh, up close it looks absolutely awesome uh for sure the from from afar it wasn't that easy to see the the players names i didn't think i thought the numbers were okay but the names yeah. wasn't quite as easy well, no one knows who the players are anyway, according to all the other uh, all the other fans of the uh, other twenty nine teams. So, uh, does that really matter? Yeah, exactly, Rob. You've you've just collected. You've you've covered the collective there. You know that's exactly what all our thirty plus listeners would have just said. Then, as I uh, as I built up to that. So, there we go. Good. Well, ballparks ace jerseys on point. Um, from a player's perspective, who's Who's impressed out of the blocks early? Well, I'll go first, and it's got to be Sandy, hasn't it? What, 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 what an incredible pitching performance! And it was interesting in the first podcast um, we talked about, uh, you know, Pablo Lopez and Trevor Richards and Caleb Smith, and they did really, really well. But Sandy, mm. yeah, that was a very, very dominant pitching performance. That's the kind of Scherzer type performance you'd expect. Um, you know, Degrom like it was a lot of fastballs, the change up, the breaking ball. It, it just, I think he could have gone into the ninth. Um, yeah, so, so do I, yeah. Um, yeah, it looked really, really good. He was my, uh, yeah, my number one out of uh, this uh, opening week. I think that's fair. I, I'm 100% he could have gone into the ninth if uh, if he wanted, but. I mean, when you've got the highest paid closer in the league <laughs> ready to rock and roll, you know, you've got to bring Chen in, haven't you, you know? So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Lee, Lee, what about you? What was first impressions on a player's perspective? Who, who caught your eye? Yeah, obviously, I mean, the whole rotation, aside from, you know, Urania actually did, you know, you know quite well. They all sort of performed how we expected. You know, a lot of strikeouts was especially for for Smith last night, and mm. and, and Lopez where he gave up a few runs. But yeah, but on the on the hitting side, if we move up, just concentrate on the hitting side for a minute. Uh, Prado has actually impressed me. Considering he's been away basically for the last two seasons on the whole, and he played here and there, and now he's adjusting to to a new position in the field. You know, you're not sure what he was going to do, but I think he's done. Done, done quite, you know, quite well. He's leading the team in, in the average, you know, and then oh, he's the power. You know, he isn't going to be there from him, and obviously depending on the RBI chances. But I think on the whole, he's he's actually been impressed with impressed with the bat. Same with you know, like we, I mean, that whole sort of infield has done okay in, in patches. But I think Prado, for me, has been the standout of, of the, the, the the hitting lineups so far. Oh, excellent! There we go. Mentioned for Captain Pratt. That that was that was nice to see. I mean, one bit of feedback I think think on uh, Prado. All of a sudden, the Yankees got an issue at third base. Um, I think and 
and Duhar's gone down. Not sure how long that's going to be, but it looks serious. Prado's available. Mm. Prado's available, guys. (laughs) Pick up the phone. We're happy to do some business, so... Yeah, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, <laughs> what about you, Dan? What what was what was your uh, first impressions, player side? Yeah, I think um, I agree for, from a hitting side, which I think when we covered um, preview on week one, um, we said that it was mainly going to be interesting to look at the pitching this year. And um, already just five games in, I think that's going to be the case. Uh, from a hitting point of view, yeah, I agree with Lee Prado. Miggy, Miggy Rowe, I think it's done, done well as well. Um, I think it looks good. Um, but yeah, it's going to really be the focus this year. I think the most exciting is about the pitching. Um, and when you look at, OK, yeah, uh, first, the first game wasn't the greatest with uh, Irene. I couldn't quite get into his stride there. But apart from that, I think everyone else has done really well, especially the last three there, Sandy, uh, Pablo and, and uh, Dr. K last night. Um, I think that looking at that as a, a three, four and five, um, that's that's great. I mean, I think that's that's really encouraging already. I know we're trying trying not to get too ahead. It's only they've only had one appearance each, but we can only go from what we've seen, and we're here to talk about it. And um, yeah, I think that uh, if I had to pick a standout, yeah, difficult to see other than Sandy. But what a performance last night from um, from Smith? You know, five five innings, eight Ks. That's uh, yep, that do from yeah. our number five pitcher. Yep, lovely. Yeah. I- I agree. If that's the standard at, at number five, there's a there's a lot to be excited about from the rotation. And we talked about it in depth on episode one. There's a lot of buzz about the rotation for the Marlins in general, but to go out there and deliver in week one, I think that's you know, a real testament to the young guys there. And yeah, with, with Caleb rounding it off, coming off a, uh, a significant injury from last year to come out, it's like he hasn't been away, just carried on. You know, the strike out the side first inning. I think that was pretty much my highlight of the of, of the whole week. Yeah. So it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Um I, I someone who I, I to me I've got to tip my cap really to all the new guys. Uh, and the way the way that it worked where you had uh Walker first at bat, home run, Granderson first yep. game, home run. Um, you know, Alfaro first game home run. You know, this this wasn't the Marlins. This isn't how they're built and or designed. But it's great for them guys to come in and get off the mark straight away. So you know, again, tip my cap to those guys. Um, but for me, the major standout, I've got I've got JT Riddle there. Uh, all of a sudden, JT Riddle launching bombs all over the show. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the second the second one i mean i think it hit it might have hit the upper deck the second deck uh tier or it, it hit maybe in bottom of the third deck i don't know but it went absolutely miles so mm. you know that's going to be interesting because we we talked about it again last week you know was this is a big year for riddle uh can he cement that that everyday role at shortstop you know, is is the power there? We've seen it in flashes. He keeps getting hurt, so yeah, it, it's it's a great start for the guy. I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses for the year. So, um, so they're the positive sides. Um, hopefully, we don't have to name one each, but we'll see how we get on. <laughs> who 
who's maybe not quite started as quickly as as we'd hoped. Um, come back around to you, Rob. What, what are your thoughts on that? Not well, that anyone under the bus here, but I know, and it, it's it's a little bit tricky. So if we talk about the the pitching side, we can say, just say Chen and get it over and done with. <laughs> and, and that's, very that's fair. <laughs> I, I I think we. Or maybe I'm being over generous, but give him the benefit of the doubt. He looked really awkward. He looked awkward in the bullpen when he was warming up. He looked wrong. He went out mm. there and you could tell he was wrong. And it was really scary to watch. And um, <laughs> what I was quite surprised with was that he was out there in short relief. I thought he'd be a long reliever if one of the opening, mm. you know, the the starter has an issue. So that looked a bit wrong. Um, and Stecken Rider as well doesn't look a bit shaky as well. So from the pitching mm. side, it's, you know, that that was a bit of a shame because there's been so much good news in there. Nick Anderson, um, you know, mm. really good. There, there is some, um, you know, uh, Bryce as well. Um, Romo had his bad game, but then came back really strong. So, you know, it just Chen seems to stand out there. When it comes down to batting, um, I'm not going to pick out an individual player, but just overall, we still need to get on base a lot more. And it kind of was mm-hmm. again really last night. I know we had a couple of good games, but there are certain players you think, mm, I, I, you know, come on, we we need to get on base. We need to. Um, you know, start sort of running around the bases, getting stolen bases and getting around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, some of them are, are not that hot yet. Brinson's had a couple of hits. You'd want him to have a bit more. You know, Peter O'Brien's come in for Garrett Cooper. It was disappointing that he got injured and he's kind of flashing the bat for nothing at the moment. But yeah, they've put mm-hmm. like a batting, it's just everyone beyond Prado, you know, Rojas, etc., just need to get going a bit more. Yeah. Sounds fair. Lee? Yeah, like I saying, I think on the whole, like you're saying, it's been impressive and not too many disappointments, but I'm saying mm. uh, Brian Anderson has started quite slow. It's one yeah. of those, like I think they mentioned in commentary, where if you see someone go hitless for 10 at-bats in the season, you don't really notice it. But because mm. it's the start of the year, you see their average is like one point. I think it's like 108. I think his average at the minute was like two hits. Whereas two hits and 18 at-bats during the season is, I mean, obviously you'd notice it, but not, it stands out a lot more now. But saying, I think if he can get going, and Brinson obviously is, I think I mentioned on Twitter, I mean, how long do we give him? Obviously it's far too early to overreact. <laughs> I was just I was just hoping, I, would, I think more more like that I was wishing he would have a, a fast start just to put these questions sort of, you know, to yeah. bed about can he do it in the big league. I, mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it's helping that every day he seems to be moving up and down the order. I think he's been first, mm-hmm. eighth, fifth, eighth, and fifth again. I think it may be wise just putting him somewhere and let him go you know, and just just let him figure out you know, where is his best best sort of, sort of place to be in the lineup. Is he down the order? Is he is he top of the order? I mean, are we going to put him in the middle? I don't think it's helping him by keep moving him all over the place. But so yeah. hopefully he can get. It. I mean, he had a few. Big home run, you know, big hits that may have been home runs in another park. Mm. So he might be unlucky with like the dimensions. Obviously, playing in playing in a big, you know, big ball, you know, big big park, it, it isn't helping him there. But hopefully, 
he can get going a bit more. And Anderson, so they both started slow, but so I'm not too worried about Anderson yet. I'm sure he he come around in a few days. Yeah, good. I I was thinking exactly that with Brinson. I I think uh, the contact, the hard contacts there. His main issue is Marlins Park. It's just bloody huge. So you know, well, I think our first away trip is the Braves later this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe a change of surroundings might not be a bad thing for for Lewis, but. Hey, let's let's see how we get on with the Mets. Uh, I feel like there's a breakout coming. Contact is, you know, the exit velocity is really high with Brinson. That's promising. Strikeouts remain. Slider away, you know, to Brinson. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's obviously the Achilles heel. But anyway, uh, Dan, what what about you? Uh, who's, yeah. who's slow out the blocks? Yeah, I think it's um it's already yeah we sort of covered exactly what my thoughts were really. I mean yeah, going back to Brinson, um, I'm not sure whether or not the best thing was to have him on day one coming out number one in bat. Whether we think that was you know mm. spot spot a lot of pressure on him this year and you know it's, it's hindsight I know because he could have he could have just whacked one straight out and his season's up and running. But when the spotlight is on him this year. We we covered it again in week one, saying that he's he's the one that should be the player this this year round. And um, it's already you know I think it's something like point just over point one point one five something like that. Um, you know it's I think as Lee just said about going up and down the order. I think that just let let him settle down. Let him keep him in a in a stable place. Just find a position for him. Keep him there for a, for mm-hmm. a few games. And see how we get on with him because, um, yeah. yeah, you know, Marlins Park, as you've already said, so big. I'm just not not sure that that was the, the greatest thing, but that's hindsight, I suppose. But and yeah, from the pitching point of view, yeah, um, yeah, the, uh, the, the the same thing that you said with with Chen there. You know, that was um, that was really difficult to watch, really, and uh, it's almost uh, you know, is he accepted what what's happening? And I don't know, is this. I'm not really sure what we're gonna what we're gonna do there. Um, you know, such a huge contract as well. But you know, it's early days. Less less than is is one appearance. Um, difficult to try and sort of pick holes at the moment, saying who's who's been slow out the blocks because it's it's tough to get going. But um, yeah, let's let's see, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair for me. My main my main one is feel like this could be Arania's uh, last opening day start. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not had the best of luck the last two years. I feel like this could be the final one. There's a good chance one of the other guys who were, we were already talking about who were in the, the two to five spots are going are gonna to replace him come next year, which I don't think is a bad thing. I, I like Arania a lot as a pitcher, but for whatever reason, he struggles to get it happening or clicking on opening day. Uh, albeit fair play, huge bollocks. I thought for him, pitch one, I was, I was, it was nailed on that it was going to be a ball, <laughs> unhittable, you know, something in the dirt. Who knows? But fair play to him, you know, straight down the middle for a strike. I thought, yep, good man. I like that. But unfortunately for him, it just wasn't there, was it? Uh, his uh, his secondary stuff, I think, in particular, just wasn't there. And as he as he went on with his into the you know fourth fifth inning or well 
third, fourth inning for him, I think. Um, you know, after he'd been hit by that, I think it was David Dahl, I think, had yeah. pinged one at his knee and yeah. caught him. And that's definitely affected him. I mean, taking a 100-mile-an-hour baseball off the inside of your knee, you know, good luck pitching after that. So, yeah. you know, maybe we'll give him some some leeway for that. Because I think he he was it was still 0-0 at that point from memory when yeah. that actually happens. So, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on, on Jose, but I have dropped him from a fantasy team, which... You know, with a need <laughs> a, a complete game tonight, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's typically how my fantasy works. So when I need someone to kick on, I drop them, and they usually, or they're on the bench, and they usually explode into action. So, you know, there you go. If you're in my fantasy league, Arania's on waivers. Pick him up. He'll, he'll, he'll yeah, complete games in the offing tonight. Um, cool. Well, there we go, guys. Let's. Um, you know, I, I I think it's a good summary of the first, you know, in, you know, and in very much an early part of the season, you know, five games in. Um, I think it's it's good now to deep dive a little bit more into the Rockies series. Uh, ahead of the series, I was thinking a two-two split would be a good result for the Marlins. The Rockies guys were thinking they should come into town and, and win this series, maybe sweep, but three-one is the bare minimum. So, you know, I think. They haven't. They've never had a great record at Marlins Park, so I think two-two was was a good a good result. And I'm, you know, we'll take a game each and just summarize and talk through some of the main points. For me, the main summary is two games at the park, roof closed, two losses, two games at the park, roof open, two wins. So there we go. I say roof open the rest of the year. But um, Dan, I think you're on for the series. The series opener. Sorry, I've stolen a little bit of your thunder there on on Irania's <laughs> knee, etc. But you know, talk us through talk us through what we saw, uh, key key moments, and you know where the game was won and lost. Yeah, well, I think that um, as you you just said there, you know, I don't, I really don't think the, um, or I really do think, sorry, that the the roof close does have an effect because um, you know, opening day, you know, it's like Christmas Day, isn't it? You know, it's, everyone's there, it's packed. You, you, you wanted to see that lovely blue sky and it was a really drizzly day uh, in Miami. And, um, yeah, I think that that does have a bit of a play on it. And, um, you know, as I said, we've already just covered there, Brinson out first. I think that what, what didn't help with, um, with the opening day was it took us about, I think it was about six innings before... Um, JT might have even been the seventh. I can't remember before JT hit the solo home run, which got our season going. And um, up until then, we hadn't even made a first base. We hadn't even got hit, um, so there was nothing there for the fans. You know, twenty five thousand people there to see nothing for them to get excited about. Urania had already uh, come in and gone out again. You know, the, the, as we said, very misfortunate really for him to pick up the uh, the injury because undoubtedly that's got to have some sort of effect looking okay up till then but it was it was tough to um to, to, you you want to get going you want to hit the ground running you want to get that crowd roaring mm. and it took yeah. um it took a long time and in, in the end obviously a home run when we I can't, I can't remember what the score was now but um we almost missed the boat there with we're trying to get something going to get us moving and we could have seen a different game and that's why i'm not sure whether or not it was the greatest thing to put brinson going straight in and and so on, but as I said, that's all hindsight. But yeah, you know, from yeah. uh, 
you know, free home runs. We don't seem to be doing a lot else other than hitting home runs at the moment. We don't seem to be doing much in terms mm-hmm. of hitting bases. Um, so it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a flat start. I thought, you know, and yeah. a shame. Yeah. And I do, you know, it sounds stupid, but I do think that the roof close does have an effect. As as I say, since it's been open, two wins, great performances, especially you know, game game three that was superb, much more like us. And a bit of explosion, a bit of excitement. And, um, yeah, it's just, just just a shame that we didn't hit come out of the blocks a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, for I think Mike Hill might have been on the broadcast for uh, for an inning at one point. Yeah. And I remember him saying specifically, you know, we're going to this team's built on pitching and defense yeah. was was his phrase. And I think he might have been in the booth maybe for the third inning. Um, top and bottom from memory, and I was thinking, yep, you know that's that's what we're expecting from the Marlins. You know, the pitching solid. We're you know we're, we're quick team, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's what we're building this team around. Next thing is the fourth inning comes around, and for me, that was the the turning point of the game where um, two errors, yes. two two horrible errors. The Rojas yeah. one in particular, first up, that you know an air shot over first base were an easy out. I mean, for me, that was a huge, huge turning moment there where, you know, guys on base there. And then in the same inning, then Brinson, mm. that's one roll under his glove in the outfield and through his legs. And, you know, the Rockies Someone who's on the such board. a good fielder as well. It's crazy. I mean, that was, you know, huge, huge moments there. Momentum swingers. And that's what it was about, I think. And those yeah. two errors were really costly in that. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it was a bit of a flat. It was flat, maybe nervous. Maybe that's what it was. Um, we t- just while we're touching upon Brinson, and we talked about where he's where he's going to bat in the order. He's he's been up and down, up and down. But what? Where do we think his best position is or will be? If we could say right, that's where we see Lewis Brinson batting the rest of the year. I don't know if that's easy to answer or not. <laughs> I think it's got. To be... I, I'm assuming we're not saying eight. I well, don't think is right, <laughs> no, it's got to be midway in the order somewhere because you, what you're looking for from Brinson is power when ideally you've got players on base and also when you don't really want Brinson or anyone like Brinson, Peter O'Brien, etc. facing the opening picture in, in, in the first inning because that's normally when they've got their real sort of high-powered stuff. You want him to be, when the pitcher's gone through the lineup two, three times, and they're getting to Brinson near the end. I think that's the idea that he can come in lower down the order and maybe pick up a mistake and hit it. Um, so I don't know five, six, but he, you're right. He does need to be in a stable position. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. We'll we'll see how that plays out, and that seems to be the feedback on you know across a lot of the Marlins, mainly U.S. based guys, is you know stop messing about, you know, in from an order perspective. An eight, I think, is maybe not quite right. No. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. I've so just, a bit I've of just a got. I said a, a couple on, of points in that game. Sorry, um, just to go through about those two errors. Um, we haven't made any other errors since, no. and so we're oh, really? of, okay, of yeah. defense. Um, that's a really big point. And they were really, as you say, opening day nerves. It's really odd, yeah. especially sort of, you know, Rojas. Um, and Garrett Cooper, 
um, that double play uh, oh, where Black, oh, yeah. Black yeah. threw it out, uh, Blackman hit it out, and then what a cannon of an arm. <sighs> you know, to be on, we all, you know, the joke about Marlins Park being big, but to be that mm. far out and get it, you know, mm. you know, right, right on the money to third yeah. base for that yeah. double play and get Ionetta out was, was yeah, awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it's probably injured. He probably pulled his calf doing that. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> <was it>. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Lee, you, I think you're going to say something then. I'm just saying it was, it was a perfect throw. And like you say, it's just yeah. a shame he's injured again, same as last year, plays the first couple of games and now he's missing again. Just a shame he yeah. can't ever, get, ever get, get a rhythm going so we can't actually see exactly you know, how, how good he, 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 I mean, he could be as, as, as an mm. everyday player. Yeah, tough, tough run of luck for him, definitely. Uh, and I don't, I don't, he didn't get a hit in the game, but actually, I remember his at bats being pretty solid, and you know, was looking, was looking good. I mean, came into uh, into the season after spring training, full of confidence. He you know beat everyone out for that role. I was excited to see what he had actually, and yeah, first impressions from his perspective is, wow, what an arm, you know, picking someone off at third base from you know deep right field. So that was awesome. Yeah, you. Uh, Thanks, Rob, for bringing them up. The only other things just to mention that I'd, I'd noted down, actually, were just the, the, the back-to-back first pitch pinch hits from Riddle in the sixth and then Walker in the eighth. So both first pitches, both pinch hits. Um, you know, Walker's first pitch as a Marlin. So, you know, that was, that was incredible. And then Alfaro with his first home run for the Marlins as well. So... Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, the, the new boys starting strong. It was great to see. Really liked what I've seen out of Alfaro early as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from a from a batting perspective, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. The the stats suggested high strikeouts, high power, which I guess is a natural uh, combination there, really. But for me, he's looked he's looked solid with the bat actually, um, and the power's obviously there. We know that, and we can see that. So. So that was great. And then on to game game two. Um, Trevor Richards as the starter. It was against Herman Marquez for the Rockies. Lee, I think you're taking this one. Yeah, i say game two, it was sort of the reversal of a, a game one, really, where where we had a starter went deep for us. You know, you know, you know, he gave us six a decent in, in, you know, innings. And then the bullpen sort of gave it away completely. Actually, let me say we got off to. A, like I said, we didn't. We didn't only got two hits in the entire game, so we, which is never, never gonna, gonna gonna win you many games as it is. <laughs> but, no. I mean the Granderson home run. I mean, in, the, in the fourth inning, I think it was. You know, yeah, it was. He, was, he was another one that came up on you know on debut and and, and delivered with the home run. But yeah, two that, two walks as well from Granderson. Yeah, two so, walks as well. Yeah, good to I'm see. Saying it was good, good first impression. I mean, the game actually sort of. Sort of, you know, was breezing along, you know, until until about the sixth. That's when it started to unravel for, for us a little bit. But yeah, the ninth, the bullpen really sort of struggled in in that game. When when Romo came in, like mm. saying he, you know, we were hoping for for like the you know, the closer stuff, and we didn't really see it in 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 that game. But that's how we've seen him deliver since then. But yeah, but let's say the game on, on the whole just sort of breezed by. I mean, we got out hit. I think I want to check what it was. I think it was like eleven to two on out hit. 
the eleven to two. Yeah, just one of those games that sort of just just sort of, sort of goes by, where, where where not 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 a lot was happening on either side until late on. Uh, I mean, Mark has looked okay for the Rockies, but he didn't look all that great. So it was only to only get two hits off him was was, was slightly disappointing mm-hmm. on the whole. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. with Richards, I thought he looked quite you know quite good. He wasn't quite as as over overpowering as maybe I was expecting going in, but on, on the whole, I think he was even impressive with with what he delivered for us. Like I say, and if the, if the bullpen could you know, could could have could have held on for him, you know, it would have been. I mean, the game actually ended six one, but it wasn't a six one game really. They, they scored four in the ninth to really you know, yeah. blow the game open. Yeah, just one of them games really. Yeah, it was a lot closer than. The six yeah. one suggests. I completely agree. A couple of there's a few notes I'd written down on this one. There was that uh, again. The momentum shifters really. There was a, a loaded bases incident for for Castro in the sixth. Mm. It was tied at one one, and um, Marquez got him to ground out. Um, you know, huge huge opportunity there for for Castro. You know, you score two there at least. You know, it's it's a big momentum shift, yeah. but game, even yeah. so, hey, it it happens. You know, it's the way it goes. But then the other one, then which the Marlins were were trying to get something going again, down by one in the eighth, and Brinson, ap- that's the, the one we were talking about earlier. Absolutely laced one yeah. to center field, and uh, Ian Desmond went oh, back, is. and it was Lorenzo Kane back there with <laughs> coming. Uh, it was absolutely incredible, incredible. Like you know, Brinson. Tipping the cap to him in the outfield, going fair play. Great so, catch, yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it goes for a home run. You're tied at, at two, two apiece or whatever it would have been in the eighth inning. Tails up. You know, different game, isn't it, again? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting, yeah. That, looking back at the stats here, uh, it wasn't Romo's finest outing. Guerrero <laughs> didn't, didn't follow it up too well right. either. So. Same. You know, um, different year, same old Marlins bullpen, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. Well, well, I think, yeah, 6-1 flat at the Rockies, I think. Yeah, that so one, the, to be honest, the game, so. the game was, a, was a lot closer than the score, done, yeah. score suggested. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we then got to game three, roof, roof open, sun <laughs> shining. Um, and this is where we saw the Marlins that had been advertised ahead of the season for me, where no home runs, but 16 hits. You know, that's that's what I was expecting from the Marlins. And then, you know, a 7-3 win. And that's, that's how they've been advertised, I think. Um, but for me, I, I sat there watching the game in live, drinking wine very quickly, which is dangerous, but <laughs> I was absolutely blown away by... Pablo Lopez in the game. His pitching, I thought, was absolutely incredible. And I, I came away just thinking, that guy looks to be a superstar. He, he looks to be a superstar now um, and can be. I'm pretty confident of that. Aside from that, at the plate, he looked awesome as well. Yeah. He, he had his first ever hit. But just his approach to the plate, I, you, you see, you know, sometimes you watch pitchers and you think, they just they just want to get out here. They want to get out, get out without getting hurt. But Pablo was up there like, yep, 
I'm keen. He had the kind of Scherzer look in his eyes. I'm not sure. Have we already compared him to Scherzer twice, or was that Sandy as well? I don't know. <laughs> Sandy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a bit carried away here, maybe. But, you know, his hit was awesome. His play, his, his, his two two or three at-bats, you know, he looked good. And I've had, I'd have no qualms having Pablo Lopez batting eight. You know, hey, we don't want Brinson there. We'll have Lopez there. He's, he's fine. So, you know, awesome. Uh, we've already touched upon these guys, but Rojas, Miggy Rowe and, and, and Martin, both multi-hit games, RBIs. You know, that's that's what those guys are, are there to do. Um, get on base, drive them in. You know, that's what it's all about. So, you know, it was an awesome effort from Pablo, but he only actually went, you know, only got into the sixth inning. He didn't actually finish the sixth. Mm. So, you know, the bullpen was required, but for the first time of the season, the bullpen stood up, which was great to see. And there were strikeouts coming there as well. So, you know, it was a good sign. It was good to see, you know, us, us, us finish that one strong, really. And it was just a solid what I'd see as a 2019 Marlins performance. So, you know, hopefully we get a few of them. Um, 16 hits, no home runs, 7-3. Pablo looking good, um, bullpen strong, you know, roof open. There you go. That's that's the recipe. More of that, um, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, on the game four, roof still open. Um, Rob, on to you. I think this is one for you, which yeah, I think you deserve this because you, you've been hyping Sandy. So, you know, this was you. This was This was your game. Yeah, and um, it's a really quick review because Sandy was just lights out and that is really (laughs) it. Um, Eight innings, he could have gone nine. Absolutely could have gone nine. Um, And it was was not just, um, you know, a a good pitching performance. It was an absolutely dominant pitching performance that we've already touched on that was... Not just the fastballs and you know the two seam, four seam, the change ups, the breaking ball. It was such a mix. And you know when you have those games where you're watching the pitching and you think I could go away and make a cup of tea now, and I'm absolutely guaranteed I'll come back in two minutes and the inning's over. And that was the kind of you were so relaxed watching him pitch, and he just completely bamboozled. What is we haven't really talked about this? Colorado Rockies have got a really potent offense. And they just could not do anything with him. And, um, yeah, that is so, so promising. Remember, mm. he is a trade piece. He came through the Ozina trade. And these are, the, you know, these are the times where you're starting to think, you know, right, we're getting to the point now. How well did these trades actually work? If mm. he continues in that vein of form throughout the season, then uh, that's a that's a trade we've won as as far as I can see because yeah. um, he looked really really good in spring training. He didn't look as dominant, but spring training is spring training. Here, <laughs> he got everything together and just looked really good. And I I I don't think it was an off day for Colorado. I just think that was his day. Um, so yeah, it was uh, amazing. Eight innings pitch, only four hits. Uh, which is incredible. No walks. And this yeah. is another big thing, uh, you know, out of all the, 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 the performances we've seen so far, there's been very little walks, six strikeouts. And um, yeah, just, just excellent. Um, and as I said before, you know, he did 92 pitches. 
uh, 66 of them uh, came in as strikes. So, yeah, excellent. So more of that, please. Um, mm. And less of the next, which was Chen. And <laughs> we've just covered this already, so I'll gloss over it. But, um, you know, a, a double and a walk. And um, if, he, if he'd been left there, he'd have, he'd have been there all night. And we could have lost about sort of uh, 23 or something like that. It was just wrong. But what was the silver lining with that was Romo came in mm. after, you know, a really rough outing. And I know he then pitched the night before just just for uh, uh, um, against one bat. But, um, yeah, that was back to the Romo that we thought we were getting, the Romo we saw playing so well for the Rays. And it was, yeah, and I thought, yeah, you, you you can get a few saves out of this. I like the fact with Romo, the change of pace. So you've got those fastballs coming in, in around the 90 mark. And then there's just this off-speed delivery sort of in the sort of a mid-70 mile an hour. And it's, <laughs> it's really, really confusing. And it's really good. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was really that in, in regards to the, 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 the batting side of things. Um, of course, uh, it was a low scoring game. Um, but uh, one of the key things was the riddle home run, which we talked about. And, you know, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Went miles. You know, who needs Stanton when you've got someone who can hit it that far? Um, <laughs> you know, um, but um, Alfaro also came through with a couple of RBIs, and we did, you know, the, we did get five hits in the game. Um, and the other thing to 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 point out was the Rockies' picture was Gray, John Gray, and he was the opening uh, opener, oh, sorry, the starting day pitcher for Colorado over the last couple of years. Had a bit of a funny season last year, um, but at times still looked incredible. We had ten strikeouts. You know, this, yeah. we weren't playing against an, any average pitcher because we'd had, you know, Anderson the day before had looked a bit, you know, rocky for the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> but in general, their, their pitching has been really good. And to win a game when they were strong pitching was really, really important. And the fact that yeah. they shut them out is, is even with Chen's little sort of blip um, was impressive. So, yeah, all good. You know, no fielding errors. Um, you know, just, just, just excellent. Another double play was in there with um, Anderson and Castro and Walker. So yeah, good. Happy days. I mean, it was nice to split the series. You're right. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about the Rockies massively. Looking at that team, they're a bloody good team. The Rockies, no, no doubt about that. Their lineup is is dangerous. I must say, Arenado as a glove is awesome. Um, the the I haven't seen, I haven't watched masses of the Rockies. We only see them twice a year, but he blew me away. To be honest, Arenado just his from his glove, he was absolutely awesome at third base. I, I'm not sure there's a better third base out there or an infielder out there to be honest, but there may be. But he was absolutely awesome. Um, and yeah, the Rockies guys ahead of. The, the 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 series were thinking we we touch upon their pitching as well actually that they look strong there as well and they do you're right Gray's you know fourth fourth in line there isn't he and you know last year he used the opening day starter so they see it as a strength area for them so to go head to head with in effect 
two strong rotations and to come out with a series split, I think is a really promising start for the Marlins. Definitely. Um, so the Rockies series is in the books. As we record this, we're, we're after game one, or we're in effect ahead of game two of, of the Mets series now. Um, we took a loss last night with the Mets. I didn't actually manage to see the ninth inning, which I think is the key inning, really, where it, it really hit the fans. So talk us through it, guys. What, <laughs> what went on? <laughs> what should have happened? What could have happened? And, you know, what, what could we have done differently here? Uh, I'd say, the, I'd say it was, was it tied. I think it was tied going into the ninth. And I mean, it was, we were doing all right. And then there was a. They were trying to bunt. I think it was Ligaris was trying to bunt. And he had two strikes. He, he fouled it off twice. And he went to bunt again. But as he the ball sort of went to hit him, and he sort of moved his body and got the bat up to sort of you know, protect himself with the bat, sort of. And the ball hit the bat. And went out for a foul, so technically he should be, he should be out. And there was all this yeah. controversy over. No one was quite sure if like you know protecting yourself is counting as you know as sort of, sort of being hit. Like you can protect yourself if it's coming right. At, you know, if you're bunting like that, they went to like to like New York on, on the on the review. And even though it clearly hit the bat, and he should, from all accounts, from what I've seen, he should have been out. They still allowed him to take first. And then the innings sort of unraveled after that. Pete Alonso hit a yeah, massive home run after that. And then mm. the game sort of spiralled away. But the umpire was quite poor all night. Right. So had strike three a couple of times during the game. And in the second inning, when the Mets did score, he had a strike three, you know, clear strike three, which wasn't called. And then the next, next pitch or the pitch after that went, I think it was an RBI, double after that and allowed the Mets to tie. There's just a few other instances where the umpire was sort of squeezing them out quite a lot. So, yeah, it was it's one, of them, one of them days where, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we have a few this year that go in our, in our favour at times, but it's just, just just like, you know, when, when, it, when it's 3am 3, 3 in the morning, it's just, just frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing that with the umpires when no one sort of yeah. knew, you know, what was going on with like, the rule. Don Mattingly, Don Mattingly came out for like a little chat. We didn't really get too, you know, animated about it until his his, his press conference afterwards. But yeah, yeah. I saw that. He, he, for him, he was irate. I think yeah. I describe it as for him, definitely. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. Is... I'm not. Did, did, did the umpires just get? Did they misinterpret the rule? Like it. It sounds a bit odd. Yeah, very blurry, isn't it? Very blurry the rule because I mean, what's the point of going to New York? It's, it seems a bit silly, and we we've already sort of spoken um, about momentum shifts in games, mm-hmm. and um, you know I know it's it's only you know the fifth game of the season, but we just come off the back of a back to back win to tie mm-hmm. a series against a very good team, um, playing well, hitting the ball well, and then we're right in a game against an, uh, a, 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 a division opponent. Um, in the ninth innings, and you know, to get what a, a, a complete bullshit call that all that you know that whereas one it should have been two and um, two out with one on, it's now two on with one out. 
mm. and um, and that, that's and then they go and finish the job in theory, and you know, suddenly you're coming out with we were well in the game, and now we're now we're trying to claw back three runs. Was it four runs? Um, yeah, four, you know yeah. that that's a momentum shift. That's that's important. You know that's the, that's the yeah. dub you've gone. And, saying, uh, as, you're, as you're saying, with, with like momentum, even though the game was tied, it did feel like we were on top of the whole game. Yeah. You know, it was a free, free, you know, free all game at that point. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you know, you can always sort of get a feeling during the game. It felt like we were we were sort of on top, always had the chances, and then that that just unraveled completely after that, which is a bit you know, frustrating yeah. to see. Yeah, so it's it's only a three game series with the Mets. That's our first look at them. Uh, we've got. This evening, Arania's back around um, against Vargas this evening, which will be his first his first appearance of the season. So I think that's a nice matchup for us there, potentially. Mm. But I, I think we get to Wednesday evening in the third game of the series, which I think is the, the highlight matchup here of Trevor Richards against DeGrom. I mean, that'll be really interesting to see how that one plays out and let's let's hope the Mets keep delivering DeGrom the losses that he <laughs> that he probably didn't deserve last year but let's hope they keep DeGrom in him you know DeGrom DeGrom um, you know he's he's an, he's an awesome pitcher and his, his streak of I don't know 30 odd games or whatever it is of under three runs or something it's it's absolutely awesome but I think that's going to be a real interesting matchup Richards against DeGrom but got to feel like tonight the game's there for the taking yeah. and it'll come down to that third game hopefully against you know two two top level pitchers um, and you never know I mean a lot of people talking about Richards already I think awareness is growing on his on his change for sure but I think he's adding to that but you know, to, to go up against DeGrom, if he can deliver a good performance and a win, I think that takes him up a level again. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, well, then on to the Braves then for a three-game series at, at the back end of this week, which I'm really looking forward to, actually. I'm really excited to see what the Braves are about this year. Me personally, I've got concerns about their pitching. or not concerns, but I think their pitching, there's, there's some challenges they're facing early doors. I think their lineup is strong. One to six for sure is very strong. So that's going to be interesting as well. But we're going to be, in effect, we'll, we're going to have uh, Pablo opening that series, then into Sandy, into Caleb. So that's going to be really interesting to see. So a really strong lineup there, the Braves, against those three young guns of the Marlins. So it's going to be good to watch, guys. What we're thinking... Let's let's go around the horn here, quick um, quick predictions on the Mets series, quick prediction predictions as well on the Braves. What are we thinking? I'll put I'll put mine in the sand early. I'll put my my in it. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be a, a two one series win for the Mets. Actually, I think that game last night was crucial. But I think uh, the Braves, uh, our record last year was awful against the Braves, and I don't think it will continue. I think we'll win two of the three, and I think we'll get a series win away there, two-one. Stick that in your pipe, Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what are you saying? Yeah, I agree with you in regards to the Mets. I, I think last night was pivotal because um, Richard's change-up, as you said, is is going to confuse their their lineup. 
but uh, yeah, DeGrom's bad luck from last year surely can't continue. And I can see that being a game where the Mets win it 2-1. Um, but I do agree that, you know, that, that we should win tonight. Um, and then when it comes down to the Braves, I've still got too many bad memories from last year. And that's the problem. And the Braves have been um, slightly embarrassed, I think, by the Phillies because there was all the hype on, about the Phillies and, and their signings. And, and then they just looked like they were completely blown away by the whole thing. So whether, you know, we're going to be the the ones that take the punishment, especially as, you know, I know he's not pitching, but Urania will still be, you know, on on the bench there. Um, maybe <laughs> he'll be pinch hitting, won't he? Yeah, maybe <laughs> they'll yeah. have him in pinch hitting. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's 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 hitting terrible. Maybe a good pinch runner, maybe. Um, <laughs> but um, that that will that'll, uh, please the crowd, won't it? Um, but yeah, it, it does depend on if the pitching all lines up right and. If Lopez, Alcantara, and Smith, especially remember what Smith was like last night, eight strikeouts could have been more if the umpiring was any good. Um, you, know, you know, there is a potential there of winning that series, but for some reason, I'm I'm feeling negative about it. The two-one uh, reverse, I'm afraid. No, no worries, Dan. Um, I think we're going to win tonight and then complete the. Uh... The series against the Mets, so I'm going for a two-one Brave, um, and then on to the Braves. Um, you'll have to excuse me a little bit. I'm not. That's only my third year following MLB, so trying to learn as much as I can. And I was listening to a podcast pre-season from some guys in Miami, and I sort of go listen to some of the things they were saying. They was quite excited about the Braves this year. I understand that they sort of broke it down again a couple of years ago, so they're maybe a year or two ahead of ahead of us in terms of their own rebuild. Um, and, um, you know, from, from what I understand, I'm not sure how they started. Well, they, they um, feel about the same record as us today. I know they still got done by the Phillies, didn't they? One and three, yeah. yeah. One, yeah. one three. and three. So, um, I think they're probably going to come back with us a bit of a vengeance. And uh, as, you, as we've just said, there should be some interesting matchups there pitching. But So, I'm going to do the reverse. I'm going to say that it's going to be a win against the Mets, but then a, a one-two defeat against the Braves. That sounds fair. Lee, round it off. Yeah, like I say, I think the Mets, I think we'll win tonight. If we don't, I do fear a sweep <laughs> tomorrow. But yeah, so I think we'll win tonight and lose to to to, 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 to DeGrom. Mm. And then the Braves, like I say, it could be interesting. I mean, they, they've just given Acuna that eight-year, $100 million comp, you know, deal. So yeah. see how that impact, you know, he might be, able, you know, be, able, be, be a bit like buoyed by that. Yeah, well, he might, he might be weighed down. He might be Chen. Yeah. <laughs> too much, carrying too many dollars around. Yeah, I, I can see that one going into Sunday at, at, at one all. Um, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Let's be be confident. And say we we take that series two one. Well, there we go. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I think that's only there's only one sweep being talked of across all of those series or predicted, so that's not too bad. And unfortunately, it's a sweep by the Mets, I think. But um, there we go. So, all right. Well, to round it off, guys, um, we're just approaching the hour mark, actually. So this is probably the right time to call episode three to a to a close. But uh, a couple of weekly items uh, or regulars, the mailbag. Mailbag is bursting at the seams again uh, with questions on 
on Twitter. I've, there's there's two I've I've got ready to rock and roll here, guys. So fire them out there. See, I, I like this first one. Actually, we're just talking about pitchers and batting and stuff. So um, Eric Fetcher, which is at Eric Fetcher on Twitter, has put, how much does a pitcher that can hit matter in the NL? Which I think is an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Rob, do you want to have a stab? Yeah, uh, in some ways it's very important. And we kind of saw that a little bit with, with Lopez. And um, this has happened with a few teams that have pitchers that ha- can get contact. And I don't mean just the random contact. I know Bartolo Colon hit a, a, a home run once, but it's not that kind of silliness. It's, it's ones who can genuinely get contact to the outfield, not just bunts. The thing is, you've got to remember is that that number, that kind of nine batting position, that pitcher batting position is normally, you know, you think, oh, that's easy. That can be, a, you know, it's a strikeout and, um, you know, that, that that should be an easy one for the, for, the, for the pitcher to get. But if the, the uh, you know, the, the, uh, our pitcher can actually hit and they can make that contribution, that could be a game winner, especially for the Marlins where we're going to be scratching yeah. around for runs. So if Lopez can hit, if, you know, Urania's never going to hit, he, you know, it, 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 some I don't know, his helmet doesn't seem to fit properly. It just falls <laughs> off every time he swings for it. So uh, maybe he needs to get one of those kind of bigger helmets they wear in Little League. Um, but beyond yeah. that, um, you know, that can be quite important, even if they can get a walk, because they've just got a bit of discipline not to swing all the time. It can mm-hmm. be essential. And that's why you see so much when you get into the bullpen, there's always, um, you know, a pinch hitter comes in because, you know, you don't particularly want sort of Chen out there swinging or, or Stecken Rider when you could put in someone like a Neil Walker who could hit you a home run. So it is important. It's, 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 all, it's the ongoing ALNL argument, isn't it? Would you, is it more entertaining mm-hmm. And more sensible to, you know, have a pinch hitter, oh, sorry, a DH in there uh, rather than mm. than a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. That maybe that's the the DH conversation is is one for another day. Uh, in in some depth, maybe we'll we'll maybe get stuck into that later in the season if there's a quiet week or something. I I, I look at the NL guys and I think, hey, listen, if you've got a pitcher who can get on base or draw a walk. I think that's a huge advantage. I also look at the catching position as well. It's what I always thought with Rio Muto, why in the NL it adds so much. If you factor in, you've got a pitcher batting. And then also if you've just got a walking out with your catcher as well, you know, that's two out of nine outs um, each time that, you know, are giveaways and you can't afford to do that. So, you know, if you pit, if you, if you, your catcher's solid, plus your pitcher can, can do something. I think that gives you a huge advantage um, and I think it's necessary for the way the Marlins want to play baseball as well at the moment. So, yeah, good. Um, we'll see. I, I seem to remember Dan Straley being pretty handy as well. I, I yeah. remember him doing pretty well last year with the bat. So, so uh, um, fi- one thing as well with pitchers hitting, they they can offer. You know, where you know, like you saying when you see them, you just think, oh, you know, it's an easy out. But when they when they do get on base, you know, the, 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 the momentum can change. Yeah, yeah, it seems especially when when like the people in the dugout, they, when when the pitcher gets a really good hit, they they all they're all up and get all excited, 
and it can, you know, maybe not every game, but but it could swing a game, you know, here and there, when when yeah. when, the, when the pitcher does does you know, crank, you know, crank one out. Yeah. <laughs> Fernandez, well, you know, the home run for 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 for, for Jose. Yeah, it's the Braves. I, I'm I've got in my mind now. Now we've talked about this. I'm pretty sure tonight, Arania's gonna is gonna get a hit. He's gonna get on base, and we're gonna see this dance from him on base, you know, the dance that I think Mickey Rowe was doing yeah. it. Brinson, I think Alfaro tried to do it and <laughs> I don't know, restrained himself. So I want to see, I want to see Urania's, um, you know, dance. I'm not sure. I want to hear the origin of this dance as well. Uh, I like the way these things start early in the season, you know, get on base, a little signal back to the bench of some sort. So I remember the Mets last year were doing the, the salt shaker or the salt and pepper or something. Pepper grinder, I can't remember. So, yeah, look, I want to see Arania with with the dance. Um, so that'll be good. Um, final question. It's uh, it's from Alan Alan Witz, uh, who, who's also a Marlins fan uh, from the UK, uh, and he's at Witz thirteen one three. And his question is, <laughs> which which position needs the biggest improvement? Infield, outfield, relief pitcher, or, or catcher? Starting pitching is okay, so he says. So he's <laughs> he's pretty much <laughs> he's ruled out the starting pitcher, but outside of that, where what position group need to improve uh, improve the most in field, outfield, the relievers or or catcher? Um, Dan, do you want to take that one to to round it off? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, is it just me? Or do we seem a little bit thin on the outfield? Especially now, Cooper again has got, but he's picked up another little injury. Um, O'Brien, mm-hmm. you know, is, is sort of in and out. But it just seems when I was looking at the roster when it was finalised, I thought it just does that seem a bit thin to you guys? I I think one of the the, the key things here is that um, if you actually go down into Nola and, and look at what they've got as their outfield, there is some real strength in there. And of course, the, the main guy is Austin Dean. But really good at the end of last year. Looked mm-hmm. one of the best bats we had in spring training. End up going down because of the options situation. But um, you know he is uh, someone who could come in and you know really start getting those hits. Yeah. Um, you know that there is. I know they've got sort of Magnery Sierra and a few others down there who need a bit of time. Mm. Um, but the, what one of the, the surprise player out of all this is Rossell Herrera who I'm, I wasn't even sure was even going to make the roster has suddenly looked quite useful but he's mm-hmm. never going to be a guy I think he's going to get many hits and many runs if you get him on base he's going to get loads of stolen bases in the outfield mm-hmm. he looks electric um, so yeah I, I do agree I think we've got some potential down in NOLA to, uh, to bring in yeah Sounds fair. So I think outfield sounds fair. And it's good to, you know, we have that depth in the minors, which is good. So, you know, we're, we're building. It's, uh, you're right. I think Austin Dean, we're going to see him soon anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when Cooper went down, in effect, it should have been Austin Dean next up anyway, but they had to leave him down for a little bit longer. I think anyway, what, a couple, couple more weeks? Not 100% sure, but. Yeah. Yeah, there's need a couple I, more it, weeks. It's difficult with with the, the kind of options and time situation, isn't it? Which I yeah. think is so mad, um, crazy. Because if you, in effect, uh, on his form, he should be starting. 
mm. I think. Um, it was but, a real surprise last year, wasn't he? It was come out of nowhere, really. Yeah, and and actually, for a guy who looks, you know, uh, he's a, a well-built guy, put it that way, yeah. and um, he looks like he could get quite a few stolen bases. He was really trying in spring training with that. So, mm. yeah, there is, um, uh, you know, I, I I don't think it'll be long until he's back. No. Hey, guys, don't get me started now on contract manipulation and all that type of stuff. I mean, this could really deviate quickly. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Again, that's another, that's another topic for another day that we can really deep dive in on. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen, let's round it off. Uh, in effect, we've probably already thought about this, but we're going to have a weekly uh, fish across the ponds player of the week, straight nomination based scenario. Uh, let's see if it may end up as a full house, but I'm, I'm, I'll start it. I'm going to I'm going to throw in there the main man, Sandy, of that performance, which was, as Rob said, lights out. Yeah, Sandy for me. Yeah, and for me. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue yeah. with that. <laughs> Yeah, full house, full house, full, that. <laughs> full house. Good, good, good lads. Well, there we go. Sandy, uh, player of the week for week one. Absolutely awesome. More of the same, please. Um, and that's that's it for for the third episode, guys. I really appreciate your time. Um, for all the listeners out there, feel free to follow uh, all of us on on Twitter. We'll we'll tag that into. Uh, to the handle or the uh, the post, but um, the podcast itself has got a has got a Twitter page itself, which is FATP Podcast. Um, and now we're getting it's actually going to be available via various channels now, so it's it's popping up in more and more places for you to to listen and enjoy. Give us feedback, guys, uh, all the listeners. Let us know. Uh, you'll be glad to know there's been no editing requirements this week. This is a a single take. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg has not been required at the back end to fit this together. So I tip my hats to you guys. I tip my hats to the local broadband provider for their improved <laughs> service this week. Um, we'll we'll pick up again next week, guys. Thanks again for your time. Um, just before right. we go, do you want to remind remind everyone uh, where where they can follow you uh, follow you guys on Twitter? Uh, Dan the man, fire fire away is uh, at LFC Miami fan. Good man, and Lee? That's at Lee Marlin 87. And Rob? At Rob Norwich UK. Awesome. Thanks again, guys. And uh, get me uh, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. There we go. Episode three in the books. We look forward to an Urania hit and dance this evening. A Marlins win. And um, ideally a Marlin series and then on to the Braves. So thanks again, guys, and we'll speak soon. Well done, Pete. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.